all the things you bought for her could not get a temperature. So, huh. so seems yeah. pretty fitting for yeah. the scene that we're about to <laughs> to have, both with Mark addressing his audience and Mark's interactions with Nora. Yeah. And now in the script, it continues. Uh, we get a tailgate party montage. Uh, now we get Eric and Doug arriving in the film. They're already there. And they show up with a case of beer. And then we get what uh, is called a time passes um, sequence in the script. It's a sequence of intercut vignettes to indicate the passage of hours. So Mark is on the air for hours tonight. Uh, Mark, just watched the 11 o'clock news. Jesus, they're turning out stuff on me as fast as they can make it up. Here's the mommy heads. So he's each thing he's supposed to be turning on music. As in, so he's actually more like a DJ and less like yeah. a talk radio guy. Yeah, when he does, he does shows. play a lot of music, and he always has a lot of music. We, we've only seen short shows, so we don't yeah. Know. So this was supposed to be our idea of what it's like when he does a whole show. I couldn't find much on the mommy heads. Well, no, I found some interesting information, mm-hmm. but not much about their songs. Yeah, because they had they were around for a while from like eighty seven, I think it was, to ninety something. Yeah, ninety eight, I think. And then so. they disappeared, and then recently got back together to do another album, just like in the last couple of years. And I think did they mostly do. EPs and nothing yeah. that was ever Yeah, at the time they had, I think it was or... two EPs. A song that, yeah, nothing charted. A song that was kind of popular, I guess, of theirs called At the Mall mm-hmm. had been recorded by now. So it could have been that. And it's basically about meeting a girl at a mall. It would have been very late 80s, yeah. early 90s. And <laughs> when, when I looked at their latest EP as of when this movie was out, they had a song called Arizona. I'm like, oh, maybe it's that. And then there's no words. I'm like, well, that's <laughs> probably not what he was going to play. So I don't know. Uh, we had images of the station news director with the headset handing Crispin, which is one of the on-air newsreaders we've seen. Although in the credits on IMDb, Crispin is the name the female reporter has given, or someone has given her character, which is wrong. The newsreader some late breaking news copy as he sits at the news set. And then back to Mark. Turns out they're feeding me live all over the state, but with a delay in case I suddenly mention that Russian poet... Who bitch a cock off? Kids replace the Crestwood inspirational message on the school sign with a slogan of Hard Harry's to come. And I wish we'd gotten this because we never got to see the inspirational message on the wall. We only saw yeah. the edge of it. And I want to know what it says. Uh, then back to Mark. I heard that WBXL is running a phone-in popularity poll. Seems I'm really popular, but I'm getting tired of dialing. And we get images of three students running commando style with a bag on the front lawn of HHH. Uh, we get Mark uh, says, oh, I feel so loved. Seems I'm wanted by the Arizona DA, not to mention the PTA, the EPA, and the ASPCA, which I hope that last one's not true. <laughs> uh, graffiti being made on an ND wall, I don't know what that is, at a different high school. So there's graffiti at a different school. And then Mark and says, and apparently the FBI are after me because my voice is going across state lines. Speaking of the feds, anyone listening is accessory to the theft of a valuable government resource, the air. And then we get a line that's actually in the movie when he says, whoa, time flies when you're on the run. I'm going to cut out now with the uh, with this unusual song I'm dedicating to an unusual person who makes me feel kind of unusual. Which in the film doesn't make sense because he's only been on the air for seven minutes. Yeah. But he's supposed to be ours. Uh, in the script it says, this song should be an emotional ballad with a spiritual message on the level of Everybody Wants to Go to Heaven by Love and Rockets. Preferably a perceived hit that we drop in just before release. So they're planning their music very deliberately. Yeah. Which we've guessed. That's one of the things that I love most about this film is just how deliberate it is. Deliberate it is with its music and 
how current it is mm-hmm. with its music. So Love and Rockets was a band that was formed by several Bauhaus members. Mm-hmm. And it was formed in 1985, and they're considered kind of a precursor to alt-rock and college rock, considered like one of those first bands because they fused rock and pop, and few lyrics from Everybody Wants to Go to Heaven, The Picket and The Policeman, The Astronaut in Space, The Skinhead and The Student, The One Who Wears Your Face. Do you want to see the kingdom without asking? Do you ever really wonder if there is such a thing? Hmm. So... In the film, of course, he turns on Ivan Neville's Why Can't I Fall in Love uh, on cassette, by the way. So, and various play systems. Ivan Neville, for those who might not know, was the son of Aaron Neville. And Aaron Neville, if you don't remember who <laughs> he is, <laughs> he had a lot of hits, but his most popular one was Don't Know Much, his duet with Linda yeah. Ronstadt. And Ivan Neville was also part of Bonnie Raitt's band for a long oh. time, and Ivan actually had several Pop 40 hits of his own. They were mostly, like, 30s, 40s charts, so not, like, top 20 hits, but he well, he did chart, and I didn't know that. I actually didn't know who he was before the huh. show. knew who Aaron Neville was, and this song, I think, also fitting for the scene we're about to have with Nora and just with Mark's personality and inability to communicate in general just says, why can't I fall in love? Why must it? It seems so hard to find. Why can't I fall in love? I know she's out there waiting. So why? Why can't I fall in love? Hey, now I see. It's always been me. I thought I was deaf in my misery. It's time to get real and change where I'm at, but the same old questions keep following me back. Huh. And in, uh, in the script, it says he stands in his room and listens to the music. He's longing for Nora. And he happens to glance out his window. He sees Nora standing on his lawn, listening on her walkman. She never went home. In the film, of course, he lights a cigarette, sits back in his chair for a bit. He gets up and kind of walks, dances around by himself. And we cut to Nora outside somewhere. We, we don't know where because <laughs> we haven't seen the yard yet. Uh, she's hanging out, yeah, listening on her Walkman uh, near a couple chairs and a table on a dirt hill, looks like, next to a suburb that's pretty dark. And we cut to Mark walking toward the door. We get close on Nora's... You hear the sound of sliding doors, and she turns, even though she's got headphones on. And Mark comes out. And so then we get, for most of this exchange, they're kind of dancing around each other. And it plays along with the song very nicely. And I think this is the first time that actually buy into their chemistry. Yeah. Something going on with them. I think the scene is really well done. I think Christian Slater and Samantha... Mathis do a great there's, job. There's a similar one coming next segment that plays yeah. like it plays as kind of a sequel to it, and yeah, it, it works. Oh, well, uh, the locking eyes, swaying, dancing, locking fingers—it's a pretty uh-huh. hot scene. Uh-huh. Uh, Nora says it's okay. You don't have to talk. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to do anything unless you want to. And Mark says we're so different. Now in the script, it's very specific about this that she assumes he means he is topless and she is not. She brazenly reaches behind her back and pulls off her sweater in one motion. He gulps, looks around, they are exposed to view if anyone was looking. Which I thought is so funny. Because it's, it's, it's always kind of weird timing that she just pulls her sweater off. 
Yeah, I have no but idea why. It, she, it's other because, than she just is her. Because then he like says, you. I meant you're so fearless. I wish I could be like you. If it's because he said we're different and she takes yeah. it as he has not sure off. Which is funny and stupid. But yeah, so then they're both out there without their shirts, dancing in the lawn next to the house. So yeah, the neighbors could see them if they were out. Although we do know now it's after 11 p.m., probably after midnight. And he's, yeah, he says, I wish I could be like you. She says, you are. He says, I wish I could say things to you. You do. Everything's so strange. Yeah. Maybe we're just crazy. So be it. And they keep dancing for a little bit. By this point, they're right up against each other. And then they're interrupted by a noise from the police siren, which is really weird this late at night while dropping someone off. The police shouldn't have made any noise. So it should have been interrupted by lights, not sound. Yeah. Mark and Nora drop to the ground. Nora says, it's the cops. And Mark says, it's okay, I think they're just dropping off my neighbor. Which, again, in the film, doesn't make any sense. Because they, at best, took the neighbor around the block. Because it's been like three minutes. <laughs> and Nora puts her sweater back on. We cut to the driveway where the old woman has a name, but not the man. Emily and her husband are being dropped off. And Nora is really excited about this. She likes that the police are involved and she can see them. And then she turns to Mark and says, so are you really wearing a cock ring? If anyone is like some of Mark's classmates who didn't know what a cock ring was, <laughs> remember that from earlier. Yeah. In the, yeah. <laughs> it's a ring with a cock on it. The show, it is also known as a C-ring and it's worn around the penis to restrict blood flow to produce stronger and longer held erections. It's also sometimes used for erectile dysfunction uh-huh. for both sex and masturbation and the earliest ones were found both in Greece and in China around 800 years BCE and they were made of jade, ivory, and animal skin. Or they weren't necessarily made of all three of them. Right. <laughs> And in case you're trying one out, don't leave them on for more than 30 minutes. Oh, yes. That's if you feel any numbness, get that yeah. thing off as fast as possible. <laughs> to say we are not doctors, we are not for or against them at your own risk. <laughs> and Mark says, I've never even seen one. Nora says, oh, yeah. He says, yeah, I read about him in a magazine. And she rolls on to, rolls him onto his back and climbs onto him and grabs at his belt and says, maybe I don't believe you. And he says, I swear, what are you doing? I have neighbors. Stop. And she says, so you can talk when you want to, and this segment ends. So, how do you feel about the last part of this scene? Watching it in 2020, it makes me feel weird. Like, she almost has rapey vibes. I Uh feel like if the gender, like, sexes were switched, it would come across bad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Even then, imagine if they, if the gender were switched, like it was the shy female and the guy is grabbing at the clothes. It's gonna play weird. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know what the film was. We're okay with it because it's him and like, I don't know. It's. I don't know, but I, it made me feel really uneasy. I don't think, I don't think Nora's bad or anything. I think it has to do with the, maybe just the directing, the choice, the film. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. Well, it's an easy way to break the tension also is to have her get excited by the police and grab, like, grab onto it. Because otherwise, what are they going to do? I I said many segments ago, I think it's deliberate that all the sex in this movie is fake or gets interrupted, like the potential for it here. And like, so it has, you have to get, you have to break the tension somehow. You got to do it with something funny. So Mm. it's funny if you don't put it into that, then rapey category. Yeah. So why do you think all the sex is broken? 
What's the message about I think the lack it, it, of completion? Well, it goes to it. like impotence in general, like yeah. lack of power. They're a bunch of teenagers who all they have is words and they're failing at that because all of the adults turn against them. And so he's, he's not necessarily accomplishing anything in the movie other than inspiring some people. And while my personal view is this isn't based in reality, the impotence and lack of power that white men felt with shifting social norms oh, yeah. in the U.S. was a big reason we had that rise of 90s conservative talk radio and 90s like hate radio, shock jock radio was feeling powerless. Statistically and realistically, obviously, I don't think. That's the case, but the feeling of it, yeah. the feeling of being threatened and needing and, to. And then Mark's that. show is somewhere, something like conservative radio, and he's mm-hmm. like the shock jock who's trying to do crazy things, but then he also cares about the people who call in. And so he wouldn't be very good at that if he kept doing it, or it'd have to be a very different kind of show. But speaking of cock rings, um, you should listen to Cock and Bull Movie Talk every Tuesday, where I and guess, or this week's episode, just me, are going through my favorite films and was a bracket started with 380 something movies i forget and if you would like to hear more music and social commentary for example right now i'm working on a show that is abortion related theme with hundreds of songs about abortion and how top 40 music helps shape discourse around reproductive issues so you can Listen to that and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Speak out! They can't stop you! Find your voice and use it! Keep this thing going! Pick a name! Go on the air! Your life! Take charge of it! Do it! Try it! Try anything! Fill your guts up! Say shit and fuck a million times if you want to, but you decide! Fill the air! Steal it! Keep the air alive! Follow this show at Pump Up the Minute on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or check lemmingdrops.com for links. Talk hard! Everybody knows. Everybody knows. That's how it goes.